Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Vintage Collection Podcast. In episode 25 of the show, we will be talking on all things Gentleman's Cantina, all things Mos Eisley Cantina in this episode right here. Tell me, do that? I have one of the most esteemed uh, members in the Star Wars Vintage Collection community, a friend of mine, the one and only Chris Swansky from BantaSkull.com. Chris, how's it going? I'm doing great and very honored by that uh, introduction. Thank you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so I know we've been talking about doing a, a canteen episode for, for some time, and you told me, I think a couple years ago, if, if I ever do a canteen episode, that you wanted to be on it. And, yes. Um, I never forgot that, so, you know, here we are. Uh, I think it's the right time to talk about the cantina due to, you know, last figure standing, due to where we are in terms of the uh, totality of Star Wars action figures from the modern line. Um, and where we are as far as other areas of the original trilogy that have been satisfied up to this point. And can I add one more thing to that? Yes. Um, I'm going back to your, I believe it was 2017 or maybe 2018 SDCC interview. I think it was 2017 where you interviewed um, Steve Evans. Yes. And he literally said the reason the the vintage collection was brought back, one of the reasons was for Cantina Aliens. Uh, and we haven't had a 100% newly sculpted Cantina Alien since then. We're going on, you know, six years now, and we haven't had one. So we definitely need to increase the pressure on all things Cantina. 100%. Um, I mean, since then, what have we gotten? We've gotten uh, the Zutton, which was just a repack. Right. Uh, yep. We've gotten um, the Cantina Band, which, you know, were, were retooled. Right. Um, and inaccurate with the... Uh, Cargo pants. <laughs> right. Don't you know that's where they keep their extra mouthpieces? Yeah. And <laughs> the guitar picks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's a really good point. I mean, here we are. The vintage collection came back in 2018. We're going on six years now. Uh, yeah. And, and there hasn't been a single completely brand new Cantina Alien in TVC. And that's just wild because when you think about what are some of the most famous things about Star Wars, you know, when you ask people, you know, when you first saw Star Wars, what do you remember about it? They're going to tell you Darth Vader. They're going to tell you Luke Skywalker. They're probably going to tell you Princess Leia's buns. And they're going to tell you the cantina with all the aliens in it. Absolutely. So. And, and, and I bring it, bring it up all the time. And this isn't me trying to say like, you know, haha, I'm a better collector than all of you because I was there then. It's, I'm just bringing it up as, as a matter of fact. The, the, tw- the, you know, that those additional eight figures, which were mostly cantina, a lot of cantina characters is to me what made this whole thing magic in the first place because you know it 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 went to expanded beyond main characters which is typically all you ever got in a toy line and it went to things that i wasn't even sure where they showed up in the movie aside from walrus man i wasn't even sure you know as a kid because remember you 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 saw it in the theater you didn't get to see it you know watch it at home there was no the vhs didn't come out for you know five years later i think uh and you know there was no cable you know at the time when it wasn't ubiquitous as it is today so you, you saw in the theater and then you got those uh, those next eight figures that i had no idea little did i know that that particular snaggletooth wasn't actually in the movie i didn't know that at the time um but i'm like i don't know where this guy is I, i'm just captivated by him and it allowed us as kids to continue to tell the story at home until the empire strikes back came out yeah, no, that, that's great. And, you know, totally true. I mean, you know, the, those 
initial figures from the Kenner line did focus quite a bit on on some of these cantina aliens. And, you know, I can only imagine, you know, I wasn't around at the time, but I can only imagine like what that would do for your imagination, because yeah, during the Power of the Force, too, which is when I started collecting like those when they would bring them in, like Lax Sivrak and, you know, some of those characters that had just never been done before. And they started bringing those in, you know, after th- that initial couple of waves and then like, you know, Moma Nadon, Greedo and, and them like those were just like awesome like you know these are aliens they're different they're fun you know if you're an imaginative person and you're really interested in and you know part of star wars is 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 the stars right space like that's that's a huge part of of that it's like the alien part of it um so yeah that that's absolutely true and you know one of the things we're going to talk about uh, on this episode is we're going to focus on the figures we're going to talk about figures that have been done very well in the past uh, for the cantina we're going to talk about uh, figures that need to be redone because there have been quite a few done um, and some of them are exceptional, uh, but some of them do need to be looked at again because it has been a long time uh, and they're just not anywhere near up to modern uh, modern collecting standards. Uh, and then we'll talk about five that have never been done before that need to be done for the very first time for any cantina diorama playset to be complete. And then finally, we'll cap that off with uh, talking about, you know, what is the best way for Hasbro to bring forth a playset involving the cantina? What does that look like? Is that a HasLab? How would that work? We're going to get into all that. And we're going to talk about why now is the perfect time uh, for the cantina. So you ready to get started with uh, figures? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about um, figures. So there have been many figures, as I noted, that Hasbro has done for uh, for this line since the modern line became a thing, Power of the Force 2, 1995. Um, over that period of time, uh, at least up until, you know, the legacy collection, you know, we, we got sprinkled in Cantina characters uh, here and there for throughout that whole duration. Um, and some of them were, were quite amazing. So I do want to touch on some of the ones that, you know, we talked before the show that we feel are pretty solid probably don't necessarily need to be updated. Um, maybe could use a new coat of paint or, you know, could be tweaked to some extent, but some of our favorites. Uh, so we talked about Wyosilia. Uh, she is the uh, the alien that we see Luke sell the uh, the land speeder to. Right. And she, she is in the cantina to the very first alcove in the far back corner. She's there. Very tough to see, but she's present. Yep, she is absolutely in there, and that that is evidenced by uh, behind-the-scenes photos. We talked about Dr. Evazon, who is also a very solid release. Yeah, and uh, again, as a kid, I was perplexed why we never got that figure. Um, You know, somebody that Luke, you know, got in a fight with. Uh, I wanted to put in my, you know, the, the cantina you know, the, the cardboard little cantina stand playset that Kenner put out. I wanted to put him in there. Couldn't figure out why uh, why we didn't have him. And I always have a soft spot in my heart for that figure. Yes, it's not the first time that he was in the line. We had that um, one from the Cantina Showdown three-pack uh, from Power of the Force. But that was a horrible figure. It was an absolutely horrible figure. Um, it was even bad by Power of the Force 2 standards. Uh, so to finally get a definitive Dr. Evazon, I, I have such a hot, soft spot in my heart for that for that release. Yeah, it's a great figure. And that was TVC 1.0. And Wyosili, I should yeah. note, was um, Legacy Collection. I Legacy think. Collection, yep. yep. Um, so then uh, another one that we have on our list that is that is quite outstanding is Svelter Pern Trevog. And uh, he's one of the aliens that you see um, 
I don't even know what he was doing with with Milo Unith in that in that moment, but they were frolicking, for lack of a better word. I, I've always called it canoodling. Just that's the one <laughs> I've gone gone with. Yeah, uh, and I guess in the EU, it turned out they were like dating or something, and yeah, then, yeah, and then she killed him or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty wild. But um, yeah, that's a really solid figure. Like it, it, it doesn't have you know all the modern articulation, the no. bells and whistles, but it looks great. The head sculpt is amazing, and. I think with some a new coat of paint, I think it, it would look, you know, extra great. And and, and, and this is one of the things that, uh, you know, the one thing I think the, the Star Wars brand team maybe loses and misses a little bit is they don't know when an older figure is still okay. You know, so they released that, um, the Endor Leia, which if you just put it on, you know, an Excel spreadsheet, well, aside from risk, she's got everything she needs. This is a good figure. And we had a, a meltdown about it because – for the nature of Endor Leia, that figure is not right. We need much more out of an Endor Leia figure. But for a cantina alien that just needs to, you know, stand around and, you know, nuzzle up with uh, Milo Munith, uh, the one we have with his swivel elbows, with his lack of ankles, is still enough to do what we need to do in the cantina. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it totally is. Uh, you know, I have him just standing around in my cantina holding a glass, so... That's pretty sufficient. I think he's got a weapon too yeah. on his hip or somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's that's great. Um, and then again, Milum Unith, uh, that is the alien that he's he's canoodling with <laughs> in, in that moment. Um, that's also, you know, same thing. You know, she may not have all the bells and whistles, but uh, you know, she is very sufficient in my opinion as far as just being in your cantina display. And, and yeah, she's from the era of epic um, accessories. Uh, because she came with the corner piece to the bar. Her and um, what was it? Ellis Hellrot, I believe, came with you know the corner pieces uh, in the 30th anniversary collection. So that's another reason why she should be high, high on list, even if she doesn't have um, all the latest articulation. Absolutely ep- epic accessory with that figure. Yeah, definitely. Some of the accessories from that era were, were amazing. It's, yeah. it's hard to believe. Like, I always think of Loop with the moisture evaporator. Like, really? You can't yes. the whole thing. Like, Terrible figure, but a great accessory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felterprint Travog, was he from the POTC? Or was yes. he? Uh... Yeah. Okay. So this was the post original yep. trilogy collection that came out right after the original trilogy collection before Revenge of the Sith. That little weird kind of moment that they had. There was a couple of waves, I believe, uh, before yeah. Revenge of the Sith sneak peek started. And, um, and that's, that, that's largely a POTC is largely a fan designation. I don't think that was an official. Hasbro designation. In fact, I think uh, our, our person we mutually admire, Dan Cardo, I think he might have coined POTC and it stuck all this time. Yeah, that would make sense because the packaging didn't have any kind of like labeling on it. It didn't say anything. No. It was just Star Wars. So, And it was great packaging. Like I loved it. Like, yeah, I did too. Um, all right. So after that, we have uh, Herchek Kalfas. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Herchek Kalfas, I hope I'm saying it correctly, is yeah. uh, the, uh, he's kind of like a Trandosian, but he's a Sorin, right. uh, which is a different species, but kind of similar. Uh, and he was released, this one was, was this Legacy Collection as well? It was the Red Card Legacy Collection, which are unfortunately some of the scarcer figures um, out there. Yeah, th- this is a nice one. Um, the only thing, you know, we were talking about earlier was the eyes, you know, they were done more like Bosque instead of like a Sorin, yeah. so they should be all black. Should be um, all black, and he should have boots and not the exposed feet. Right. But again, right. Ha- ha- Hasbro was trying to 
fill in what what Lucasfilm would have done with a bigger budget. Apparently, but that was their reasoning for giving him uh, the you know the, the lizard feet and the gold eyes. Is this is what Lucasfilm would have done if they weren't on such a tight budget when they shot A New Hope. Yeah, and that you know, there's something I I feel like to be appreciated about that, but you know, I'm a stickler for accuracy too. Yeah, so right. I'd love to have him like back, you know, minor retool, add the boots, you know, do the eyes the right way as he had him in the film, uh, and then I think we'd be pretty set on him. But yeah, th- and this is a special one to me too because I've uh, I've interviewed on um, Cantina Chatter podcast uh, Lori Good who portrayed uh, her Chet Calfas in, in the oh, film. Oh, nice. And he actually had several roles in the movie. He was also, um, he was at, at the at the very end. He was in the uh, the, the ceremony scene as a like a vanguard, I guess, or you know, rebel rebel trooper of some sort. And then he was a stormtrooper. He says that he was the one that bumped his head, which of course we'll never know for sure who that <laughs> right. was. Um, and he was, uh, you know, Kelfast. So yeah, it's a, a solid figure. Uh, after that, we have Bomb Bimden. And Bomb Bimden is, uh, this one was released in uh, the Vintage Collection, the, the first iteration of it. And uh, he also is a very solid, uh, solid release. I think this is one of the best ones they've done just in terms of uh, lightness, in terms of detail, articulation. He's really, really great. It's it's outstanding. It's, uh, you know, it's tough to look back on figures. Considering what we're getting um, today in 2023 and now 2024, um, for figures, it's so hard to look back on any figure prior to, you know, the, the advent of the uh, barbell hips and say that's a 10 out of 10 figure. If I was reviewing Bomb Vendon again today, I think I'd st- I gave him a 10 out of 10 back in the day. I think I'd still give him a 10 out of 10 today just because of, it looks so fantastic. It looks like it jumps. The, the figure looks like it jumped right off the screen. Yeah. It, again, it again, we don't we don't need. All, you know, you know, 16 points of articulation that goes, you know, every which way for this. We just need him to, you know, sit there in the alcove for the opening shot of the cantina and look the part and that he does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely one of the best, uh, you know, that they've, they've managed to do. He's also in an Aria on a grande uh, music video. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. So that's, uh, you know that's that in and of itself is is kind of cool that they actually repurposed him for that wow um yeah so let's see after that we have lisa Surlin. this is another one that you know i did interview pam rose previously on on cantina chatter podcast and um you know she was she was really happy to that she portrayed that character uh, and that she still gets to do conventions and stuff. And, and the figure itself, you know, is is really nice. Uh, you know, even though it, it is also a uh, legacy collection, it, right. it, it, it still holds up. It, it's still, yeah. you know, it's very nicely articulated. Um, the coloring is very nice. You know, she's got a very nice, like, silhouette. And then the glass that she comes with, the blaster. It's a really solid figure. That one, you know, just maybe photo reel, a little bit of repainting. It, it'd look stellar. Photo reel would, yeah, would make it look amazing. I remember when, when this figure was announced uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, and I was upset because, <laughs> I'll be honest, I had no idea who she was at the time. Because, I'm again, I'm always focused on filling in the priorities and then going out to the periphery of, of, of my displays. So I was very mad that we had a terrible uh, Ponda Baba, a terrible Dr. Evazan, and then we got, you know, this character. This char- and actually, I was kind of upset about her check health pass as well. Um, we got these characters that you know weren't a priority for me at the time, 
in the case of Lisa Serlin, I didn't even know where she appeared. Now I know where she is very well, um, kind of over by Han and Greedo on that side of the bar, uh, talking, you know, to the spacers over there. Uh, so as a little, not, but I am so thrilled we have this figure because we would, let's be honest, we would never get yeah. her today. We'd have no shot of getting this figure. So I'm so thankful it exists. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, same with like Wyosalia. We'd probably never get that. Um, yeah. I mean, there yeah. are certain ones that would just not happen. Um, after that, we have another um, post-original trilogy collection figure, Mayo, um, who was a really exciting one because you know I, he's he's a he's a memorable one that you see when you watch the scenes. And then when they when they announced that one, it was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. He's 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 coming to my cantina yeah. diorama. Awesome. Yep. And again, he, he looks fantastic. He absolutely looks fan, fantastic. He does. Like I can't even like suggest like a repaint for that one because it's like already really nicely painted. Yeah. And he actually um, he appears twice. One one of the the few aliens that gets you know kind of two shots uh, throughout the you know of the of the backgrounders that gets two shots because he's at the the table with Momo and in the beginning, uh, and then they uh, when Han's leaving they show him again. That's kind of the one we most of us know. Or actually in the reaction shot to Han shooting Greedo, that uh, you see Mayo with uh, Muftak. Yep, yep, that's true. Uh, yeah, I love that moment where they, you see him again. Um, yeah, yeah, so he, he's a really solid one for sure. Articulation is really, really good for, for the time that he came out. Right. Um, he can sit and everything. Um, all right, and then the last one I have on our list is Pond's Limbic. Uh, was this one also a Legacy Collection? Yeah, Legacy Collection Blue. So this was the, the uh, previous year to uh, Lisa Serlin and uh, her Jack Alfas. Uh, and again, came with an epic accessory. The We finally got a cantina table. Yeah, those are so great. Um, yeah, no, he's he's definitely a good one, too. The sculpt is awesome on this one. I don't feel like they could really yeah. improve on it. Um, he's very nicely articulated. He looks great in the diorama, just however you have him in there. Um, so I don't think they need to... You know, I'd, I'd love to see him again, but there's not really a whole lot they could do, I don't think, to make him better, per se. Yeah, it, it, and if they released me, it would be tough knowing we didn't get the, uh, we would never get the um, the, the table a second time right. through. Right. All right. So let's talk about um, five figures now that uh, need to be redone. These are figures that from Power of the Force 2 to the present uh, were released and have just been so far left behind that you know if we were to get a new cantina they would absolutely be essential uh to be redone at some point um all right so the first one that i have and we talked about these before we went we went live um uh and it was kind of hard to narrow it down to five because there are more um but the first one we have on the list is moma nadon aka hammerhead yep the the runner up in our last figure standing uh fan poll that we did um, the biggest and the, the saga collection one we have, I mean, it, lo it looks fantastic, but the biggest problem is uh, he can't sit, which is a pretty, pretty big problem for a figure that you know is seen on screen. You know, yeah, he, he's sitting on we, we, he's sitting on screen. You know, behind the scenes, it was just an upper torso, a prop, but he's supposed to be sitting down at the table uh, that we see him in. I, I love the saga collection when it hurts sculpt, but beyond that, yeah, he doesn't really do a whole lot. Uh, he's got to sit, you know, any, any definitive hammerhead figure has to be able to sit because that, that's what he does. We never saw him standing or walking around in the scenes. So, yeah. When, when, when I had to, you know, went through and replicated, try to replicate these shots with the action figures, when, I, when we say he can't sit, it's not even an option. So when I had to replicate the shot, I literally had to boil and pop him apart <laughs> at the waist and, and just like stick him behind the behind the table. 
uh, to replicate it. Nice. <laughs> Which he shouldn't yeah. have to do that. He should just be able to sit. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that, you know, that is one that people, like you said, are asking for, you know, hammerhead, hammerhead, hammerhead. And, you know, it's been a long time that people, I think even like within a few years of the last one coming up, people are already asking for them to update hammerhead. So. um, Yeah. And, and, you know, right now, obviously he's got the, you know, the extra draw of being an 096 character. One of those, one of those first new eight figures that I mentioned earlier. Yep. Totally. So the next one we have on the list is uh, Danik Jericho. Uh, this was another uh, post-original trilogy collection figure. Uh, and this one is just, uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's horrible, but he's hes pretty bad. This is one of, the, one of the ones that I did want legitimately for a long time, even going back to when I was a kid. Because again, it's the ones you were, you know, for, for back then, it's the ones you could remember just sitting through and watching it in the theater. And obviously he gets that kind of, it is kind of his own, you know, shot there uh, at the beginning, you know, right, right when, you know, Luke comes in, he gets his own shot. So I've always wanted this figure. So I'm thrilled it exists, but I'm so gutted that they added that EU uh, thing about him being, I don't know what he's, I can't remember some sort of vampire or something. Yeah. And he has the proboscises coming out of his face, which is, would be fine if you could remove them. But when you remove them, he's left with these massive holes in his face. So you're kind of yep. stuck with displaying the, him, dis, you know, displaying him with those in his face. Yeah, that's true. I think he uses them to eat brains or something. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's, for, that's like half of it. For me, the other half is that the outfit is just wildly inaccurate. Like it's, he's supposed to be wearing something that looks a little bit more like an Imperial officer's sort of uniform with, you know, the, the yep. pants and everything. But this one, uh, he, it just kind of looks like he, he has more of just a regular, I don't know, he's got a shirt and pants. And it's not like it's terribly, terribly far off, but it it, it is pretty far off. It's 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 pretty inaccurate. Um, so that, that one kind of perplexes has, me a little bit because I know they did have reference photos for him. Yeah, and he, he has the wrong blaster. Yeah. He had the rebel blaster um, in the cantina. So it's like, aside, <laughs> I, I, I just could say they got nothing right because the... <laughs> The head, the head's wrong. They, they, they got the hooker right. Uh, ooh. I hope, I hope <laughs> it didn't sound like I said that with a Boston, a different word with a uh, Boston accent. But they got that part, that part right. Yeah, they got the hookah correct. Um, yeah, yeah. That... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So even if they re-released him without that accessory, which you know I do have, I do wonder sometimes if we would ever get another figure with that accessory. Right. Uh, if you have that figure. You could transfer that accessory over to the new one if yeah. it didn't come with no, it. Yeah. yeah. And to figure out a way to attach it to the hip like the uh, the one we have does. Yeah. Or hold it in his other hand or uh, something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, after that uh, figure that needs to be redone, this goes back all the way to the Power of the Force to the Comtech segment. This is Wooher. Yes. And... Two, two unfortunate, two very unfortunate releases of this figure because because the the, the Comtech one that we got has the glass sculpted in his hand, so you're stuck permanently, you know, displaying. If you want to use that one, um, permanently displaying him, you know, offering a, a drink to someone, uh, and then they re-released it for those um, the the was it Kmart? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, who did that? I think it was Kmart in maybe the OTC era. 
Yep. Um, uh, they they re-released them that, and it, it came with you know three sections. They it was three it was three figures, that, and each came with a section of the bar. And Wu Her was one of them. But they gave him this massively dirty wash. <laughs> it's it, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, it, it it looks like you know. He, you know, something like he, he was outside during a volcanic eruption or something, and he and he came inside covered in ash. Um, so, so it's like you you you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You either have to display him with the the the, the better aesthetics of the Comtech version, but he's got the glass sculpted in his hand, or you have to, um, you know, uh, use the figure that it doesn't have the glass, but looks like it just came off a garbage cow. Right. Yeah, that first one with the glass, like if you pose him holding the glass out and then like you look, you pose him like looking at you, it looks like he's like saying like, help. <laughs> I can't put my arm down. <laughs> yeah, it's so curious how they did, why they did that. Um, yeah, but those are fun though. Those, those cantina sets you were talking about, those Kmart exclusives, because yeah. that, that's how we got Kitty Kitkak and uh, the Blue Snaggletooth. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Kitty Kid. I like saying Kitty Kid Kak. I'll never get tired of saying that name. I'm I'm glad you're saying it because I wouldn't even attempt <laughs> it. I, rem- I remember when the Decipher card came out and and, and nobody could, could pronounce it to save their life. Yep. What's better than uh, than a Pring Mantis in a hula skirt? Yes. Or as Luke uh, Mark Hamill referred to it, a uh, giant grasshopper. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, another one that needs to be redone. This is also Power of the Force too. Is Lack Sivrak. Yes. Freeze frame. Freeze frame is a great line. Yeah. Um, as far as the diversity of characters that we got um, from the Power of the Force to Freeze Frame line. But unfortunately, they're still, you know, they're better, but they're still Power of the Force 2 figures. Uh, and this one is almost one of those, he's not quite, but he's almost one of those disco figures, like the Lobot uh, that we had, um, you know, with, with, with the pose. Um, definitely, I mean, I... I think, a, 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 you know, for the original, original trilogy collection before he was um, uh, re- replaced. Was he replaced with Catwall? Yes. Yeah, so he was replaced with Catwall. You know, obviously it's something that very much stood out. Um, in the, one, one of the two um, Wolfmen in the Cantina. But that would be a great one to update. Yeah, it would. And then he's got this big old hands, too, because he had that, remember that gigantic gun that he came yes, with? Yes, massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be a fun one. I always loved seeing like those werewolf type, you know, even though Lucas may not have loved them, I thought they were a lot of fun. I, 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 did, I did too. I mean, we're going to talk about another one that to me is no better than the Wolfman. <laughs> Wolfman, and he kept that he kept that character in, but <laughs> the Wolfman. The, I also think it set for, you know, for, for, for kids seeing the movie, it appropriately set the scene a little bit because that was a little scary having him pop up and growl on screen. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, and the next one we have is uh, another Power of the Force 2 figure, Labria. Yes, and that's the one I'm talking about. How How is just a straight-up 50s devil mask okay to keep in, in, in the special <laughs> edition, but the werewolf isn't? That one perplexes me. Yep. <laughs> and, and and talk about, like, you know, you know um, we can joke about, you know, or we can discuss the, um, uh, her check Calfas, you know, the, the reasons why they change things, but Labria is nowhere close at all to the, to the wardrobe of the, of the characters wearing on screen <laughs> with that giant, giant cape and the, uh, right. tunic and all that stuff. It's not, it's not even, 
in the same universe of what the character was wearing. I know. It's, it's pretty crazy. And he was originally in one of the the cinema scene three packs, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, and yes, then I was. think single card, was it the Saga collection, like the very the end? Saga collection. Yeah. yeah, when they had to extend the line, they, they, they single carded him. Uh, and and for the the saga collection again they they I think the cinema scene one was all kind of all black uh, and for the, um, the the saga collection release they gave him kind of the the the, um, the gray tunic which neither you know isn't as accurate but it, for whatever reason it makes the figure look a little bit better but still right. definitely needs to be needs to be up and, and, and as we were talking about the poster one of the few characters that gets his own you know uh, glam shot. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, I think a couple of times, right? Because when you see, um, uh, I guess now it's Ketwall instead of Lex Sivrak. And then um, is it uh, Dice Ibegon? Like you still, you see him like in the background, just kind of staring at them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he's also, he's also in the, uh, in, in the Richard Pryor um, Star Wars <laughs> shorts. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty fun seeing him pop up there. It's amazing that they, yeah. Uh, I, I wrote about the the you know just uh, disturbance in the force the uh, the documentary that just came out about the um, uh, the the holiday special, um, which is outstanding by the way. It's available on Prime if you want to see it. But they just talked about how during that era, you know, Lucasfilm wasn't buttoned down, and and just to keep Star Wars in the public consciousness, again, this is before home video and all that stuff, and movies typically just faded away into obscurity. You know, to keep in the public conscious, anybody that during that era that wanted to use the characters, they're like, here, take them, take them, take them, put them on TV, so everybody you know keeps on us. So they end up on the Richard Pryor show. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are our, our five. I, I think we also had a couple we wanted to give honorable mentions to because they are pretty essential too. We have Boshek, and we have Muff Tack because those are yes. definitely two that are sorely outdated at this point, and you know could could really stand to shine given. 2023 action figure technology or 2024 now i keep forgetting 2024 action figure technology i know it's good that we don't have to write paper checks anymore we don't have to go through that <laughs> hassle forgetting to change the year for the first month <laughs> exactly all right cool so now we're going to move on to um figures that and you know we have five there, there could have been more than five or there are more than five that have never been done before that that we'd like to see but these are five that absolutely need to be done if we want to have what we call the definitive Mose Isaac Cantina diorama you know on the shelf these are figures that you know would absolutely help to complete that scene so first one you know this is an obvious one but it's the Tonica sisters right they need to be no cantina is complete without the Tonica sisters and um, this is kind of like when um People were doing fan choice polls for the uh, 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, and we had to put Lando Calrissian on the poll. I feel robbed that we have to give a spot to the Tonica sisters because they should be automatic. We should be able to do, you know, say they they're already on the list. They're permanently on the list. You know, they just won. A, you know, again, it was a fan poll, but they just won last figure standing. Yeah. So so it's one of these things. Like I, I, I'm mad that we have to waste one of the five spots on them because they should be coming no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, they were uh, they were number four when the last time Hasbro did an official three and a quarter inch fan pool right. uh, in 2017. So, you know, it, it's at this point. It, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, why haven't they been done? <laughs> but <laughs> I want I want to I want to free up my spots on, you know, for March Madness and for next year's life. I don't want to have to bring them up again. 
Yeah, it'd be nice not to have to do that. Um, yeah. You know, not to mention like the the Typer Tonica petition and all that. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously we need these. I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about them, but um, you know, it's time for Tonica. Seriously, let's let's get these done. Um, they can be done. And contrary to a lot of the misinformation that's put out there these days, still, um, there's no reason why they can't happen at this point. So come on, Lucasfilm, yeah. let's let's get these. Um. After that, we have Arleel Schuss. He is the other, uh, well, he was he was canceled, I guess, or he was deleted from Star Wars by George Lucas. No, um, no, no, he's still in. He, I think he's still in. Oh, he, the opening still, shot. Um, he's in the opening shot, yeah. Yes. He's the, he's the other, and he's not a, uh, what's Laxivrax species? I can't think of, think of it. Of, um, he, he's not the same species. There's, right. There's two wolfmen in the cantina, but they're actually different um, different species. Um, but yeah, he's, he's in the first shot, uh, and it would make an amazing figure cause he's kind of wearing a members only jacket <laughs> <laughs> and slacks. I mean, that's, that's what, <laughs> what, what, what the, the actor was, uh, wearing, uh, on set. So I definitely want to see that figure happen. But again, we, we, we need him because of that, that opening shot. You know, we have Hem Days on, we have Bombed in, then we have Pons Limbic. We kind of have... Uh, Reconner Kiska again I'm struggling to pronounce that um, because that's essentially the same figure as um, Trinto Duaba uh, just with a mustache so we kind of have that so we're really missing the, the last piece of that opening shot which is our little shoes yeah no, that's a really good point uh, that that's that's the introduction of the whole cantina scene right so I'd love to complete that I mean you can set him up on your shelf, and like you said, Trinta Duaba, for all intents and purposes, you can sort of represent him there. But yeah, our yeah. little shoes is needed. And, you know, going back to the original version of Star Wars, like he does have that very prominent moment with that scary growl and the red glowing eyes. Like yeah. that's just awesome. And, you know, I, I would love to see him come to fruition finally after all this time. Absolutely. Uh, after that, we have uh, Liren Karn, uh, and he is yep. a Bith. And. <laughs> And we, <laughs> sorry, so I have, I have a hard time with the word bith for some reason. Um, so <laughs> I'll have to edit this out. Um, oh boy. Um, is it is it because it looks like they have a butt head? Is that why? No, it's just the word. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always want to say something else. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bith. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, or so this, this one at this point, like this is, this is one that, you know, you do see at certain moments and it's not dressed exactly as the cantina band, right? He's, no. or, or, you know, whatever it is, is, is wearing like a different, uh, different outfit. And I think, I feel more, like more, more like a, more like a moisture farmer. Exactly. And I feel like you would expect, I feel like given the inventory of, of sculpts they have at this point, like that's probably, if you combine that with the existing, the most recent cantina um, band member head, you could probably get away with doing that. Yeah, cast cast it all in the body in black and give it a give it a soft goods robe. You might be there with that figure. Yeah, or like the bit Portuna legs, or you know, I'm sure there's yeah, some way yeah. of doing that. That that would probably not be terribly hard. And you know, just like our our little shoes was the first shot. That this is the second shot in the cantina yep. with uh, Momo Nadon. Uh, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there. Uh, after that, we have uh, Cantina Dude, also known as Spaceman yeah. Number Two. 
I mean, th these have been asked for a long time for to have some of the spacers um, from the cantina. So if you, if you, you, if you picture it, you know, when Luke comes in, you know, left and right side, as we're looking at it, they're off to the left side over there with um, Lee Sub Serlin. Uh, there's, I think, three or four, I think maybe four uh, spacers over there. Uh, Dan's Born is, a, is another one. But Cantina Dude is just the one. You know, the name is awesome. I mean, can you imagine if if, it, if we ever got a vintage collection of Vega and Cantina Dude was the was the name in the pill? That would that would sell itself. Uh, but you know, it just from there, it's basically Bosk's flight suit. So uh, if they ever did a Cantina Dude, um, you have 90, 80 percent of the tooling, and you get get to a new Bosk too. So yeah. it would be a classic. Uh, tooling reuse for Hasbro. Yeah, that's totally true. And um, I've seen people do like, you know, their own mashup of this. And I think they take the, yeah. the, the Boshek helmet and just throw it on there. Um, yep. That's why I, I, I made one. I made one. I just took Bosk and cut the lower, you know, the lower uh, legs off, popped on uh, uh, new, new, you can actually pop Bosk's uh, forms because that figures a, a swivel form. So they pop off. So I put the, you know, the, the X-Wing fighter gloves on him cut off the, the, the lower legs and just glue boots from an X-Wing figure on there and put the helmet on and you're there. Nice. Yeah, that'd be a good one to get. Uh, and, you know, it reminds you that not everybody can breathe uh, oxygen. Right. Uh, and then the last one, and, you know, I know you're not <laughs> really thrilled about this one, but, you know, we had to compromise on our list. I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go on mute. <laughs> um, so this is, I don't know if I'm saying it right, is it Regask or Regask? Sounds right. Okay. Let's go, let's go with a uh, rejusk. That sounds better. It sounds kind of like a reject. Um, <laughs> as are so many of these cantina people. Um, but yeah, so uh, rejusk is the little rat uh, person character that we see in the cantina after Greedo gets shot. He kind of just turns around and makes yep. like, a, like a noise. Or I don't know if that's the Jawa next to him that makes that noise, but he, I always thought he made like a kind of like a squeaky noise. Um, but yeah, he's basically like a little rat person, a little rat alien, uh, with like a, a hoodie kind of thing that he's wearing. And is he in the holiday special too? Is he end up spending some time with, um, uh, B Arthur, uh, Akmina? I think he might. Yeah, quite possible. Yeah. So that's another reason that we need him. Uh, you know, it, I'm always looking at those aliens. There's so many in the cantina that are awesome. I'd love to have figures of all of them, but like I'm always looking at those ones that are more prominent that that have like their own, when the camera's focused on them. And you know these are def this is definitely one of them. So, um, right, yeah, I'd love to see them. <laughs> and I know people want you know you still see it all the time. People want Tisbet, uh, the fly, but. It, 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 you, you know, who I, I believe does appear as a smudge in the background at some point in, in uh, A New Hope. But if if the costume was so bad that Lucas didn't want it in the in the original cut of A New Hope, you know it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean that that would be a fun one to have. I'd love that as well. But yeah, not not before these other five. So no, yeah, these are our top five. Never been done. Need to be done. Uh, all right, so we're gonna end it there with figures. Um, now let's talk about a cantina playset, right? Because, you know, back during the Power of the Force 2, uh, they did do the cardboard uh, cantina um, diorama. And it was just kind of like, you know, right. it's cardboard. You just kind of open it up and fold the pieces together. And then over the years, uh, they came out with like plastic bar sections, you know, inaccurate because they had stools 
on them, which right. you know, the actual bar didn't have any stools. Um, and then they, they came out with little, um, like we were saying earlier, little tables and little little pieces that you could combine to kind of build that out. And if you wanted to, you could take that, that what I did was, was take the, the cardboard diorama and just or remove the bar and then put the plastic bar in there instead. Um, and then use those other little exact, pieces throughout. Yep. It's exactly what I did. Did the same exact thing. Nice. You use the, use the cardboard middle. Leave, leave the middle there with the uh, the IG88 heads. That piece left that yeah. and just put the plastic bar curving around yep, it. Exactly. Um, and you know, I, I think for all intents and purposes, it served it served its purpose for a time. But you know, we're, yeah. we're talking now almost thirty years ago, and um, well. It's it's a whole another era of, of the vintage collection of collecting of expectations from you know what we get out of Star Wars action figures in the scale, um, so it's absolutely time I think for for a new place that that represents the cantina. You know there hasn't like we were saying at the beginning of of this episode there hasn't been a whole lot of love for the cantina since the vintage collection returned, uh, and now that you know we we we're seeing the demand for some of these characters once again. I think you know. Maybe now is the time to shift focus away from other things that TBC has done pretty well in recent years, like Jabba's Palace, uh, and start refocusing on, you know, this, you know, maybe equally, if not more important moment in, in Star Wars, which is Chalman's Cantina. Uh, I would argue it, it it is more important just because it's the kind of the first alien menagerie, you know, that, that it's the one that. It's the scene that everything else, you know, followed. So I, I think it's the I think it's the most important. I, I love Jabba's Palace. I you know, I love that. I like Return of the Jedi. It's you know my favorite uh, uh, Star Wars movie. But you have to give the flowers to the Cantina because it's the one that like there's it has been copied and copied and copied so long. It's been you know copy you know copied. It has also been referenced and it's just iconic. So. I think it's the most important thing, the most important scene to do that sort of tribute to uh, via a playset. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has been copied many times. I always think of yeah. uh, the, the commercial they had with uh, with Daft Punk and Snoop Dogg and. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I, it, it's definitely time. I mean, we're coming up upon half a century since A New Hope, right? And. Yeah. In in the in the few years that that are from now until then. Um, you know, how, how are we really going to mark 50 years of Star Wars, 50 years of Star Wars collecting and 50 years of people like, like yourself that have been in it since the beginning. Um, yeah. and I, 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 well, better way to do that than finally doing justice to the cantina after all this time. And I think, you know, now would be the time to start, you know, if they're not already, you know, I'd love to see Hasbro shift focus to the cantina and, and finally getting that, finally getting a way to make that you know, reality. Um, so I guess what we're going to talk about in this segment is, is how can they do that exactly? Like, like, is there one way that's going to be better than the other? Do you, do you combine different ways of doing that? So um, I, I guess Chris, you'd probably agree that most people are probably saying at this point that a HasLab would be the, the way to go for a canteen. Is that your interpretation as well? Yeah. Yeah. Just because it would need, I, I wouldn't want to see, see a half measure. Uh, on it you know I, I know some people say you know just give me give me you know maybe the, the bar with the, the the middle section kind of like what they did for the black series when somebody just give me an alcove but 
I think we had so many figures. I want, I want the entire environment. And it's, yeah, at least for what was filmed at uh, Elstree Studios, it's pretty well known what that configuration is too, um, to, to bring it. And, it, and, it's, and if, I, if I remember correctly, it's somewhat symmetrical too. Um, so it, it, it's something that I think is very doable. Unlike, you know, you know, Emily's explained kind of the challenges of the Java's Palace where these things may, you know, maybe weren't, you know, in the same set, you know, you combine some pieces. But in this case, there is actually one contiguous set that they could, as a starting point, uh, use. So, so it's doable. And, and I want the whole thing. I don't want a half measure on it. You know, I, 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 want, I want it to connect. I don't want the fantasy to be broken where I have, you know, my blank wall behind, you know, but behind things, I, I want it one contiguous piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all on board for Haslab. Do it right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that's really the only way you get like a definitive cantina is is to do yeah. a proper one by utilizing Haslab for it. And I mean, you know, they say that Haslab was was created for dream projects that would never be done any other way. And I mean, what what bigger dream project is there than than the cantina? Like something yeah. that you know people have wanted for a long time something that they've touched on but not quite been able to do just using like the main line yeah and it, 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 it is a challenge too even even if you think about it if you did it exactly as the set you you wouldn't be able to really see your display because you know, it's kind of closed in um so you know it, it, it is a challenge but i think it's something that if it was done via haslab that's a challenge they could solve you know, whether that, you know, you do something where you kind of hinge one wall off so you could open it up, mm-hmm. uh, if you follow me, yeah. uh, or do, do something modular um, so you can reconfigure it so that you can actually see see your figures inside, as opposed to something that's, you know, would basically be a Star Wars dollhouse right. that you, you, know, you can't really, you'd have to look top down to see what's going on. Yeah, I picked up a, a Lego um, cantina several years back now, and it was kind of like you could close it up so that you just see it from the outside. But then once you opened it up, you could see the cantina like from the inside. Um, so I wonder if they can't. I mean, not that I would personally need that, but, you know, I guess that would kind of solve that to some extent. Like maybe you just pull the roof off and you could see on the inside, something like that. Right. Um, how do you feel about uh I know one thing we've talked about before is is you know the um, Boba Fett's throne room that came out last year, uh, and how it doesn't quite mesh with the uh, Jabba's Palace playset parts that came out a few years back. How how right. would you feel about Hasbro doing a Haslab for the Cantina, but then also augmenting it with extra pieces, maybe let's say like alcoves or something else that you would attain by buying from a, a regular mainline playset. Um, I, I would be I would be okay with that, but I don't know if that model works for Hasbro. Uh, I'd question that um, it, Hasbro and or you know retail uh, w- with that. Um, and the one thing that I'd be worried about is with that hybrid approach of a Haslab with um, the smaller pieces. There's going to be a chunk of of the fan base that might say, "Well, that alcove is really all I need." Mm. And then the Haslab might not get the support. I would worry about that uh, if they did go, you know, Haslab. I, th- I think they need to go all in on the Haslab for both, you know, retail. Maybe not wanting to, you know, have have a, a small piece of it. You know, where you know 
will both both sides could be worried that you know Haslab's going to eat up all the demand or retail's going to eat up all the demand in that case. Yeah. Um, so I, I you know I, I would work for me personally. I don't know if it works for the companies or um, for the community. So I'd rather just see get get it all into 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 the Haslab somehow uh-huh. if that's the the route they go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably the best approach as well. Uh, you know, it's got to kind of got to be a one and done thing in the, in this case. Yeah. Now, I think they could support it by offering like you know more Cantina aliens and and multi, or multi packs or something outside of the Haslab. But they, honestly, they better. Yeah, you know, that, that's one one of the biggest gripes. Uh, you know, the 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 the, the carbon freeze chamber didn't have the, the action figure support. The, you know, the barge really didn't have the action figure support. That's one of the biggest gripes we get out of the community is they do these things where it's great for the people that have been collecting the line and have all the figures for, you know, for the past 30 years, but it's terrible for some of the newer collectors that really want to get in on these pieces, but now they have to go into the secondary market and pay $50 for it. I'm not, they're gonna have to pay, there's a canteen, they're gonna have to pay $50 for Lisa Serlin for, for check how fast. That's a big ask on top of whatever price the place I would have. So yeah. as we're better augment this with some smart re-releases for the cantina. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that has been something that like you're saying, we has, has been a gripe with some of these yeah. things in the past. Um, yeah. Um, now, as far as the, let's say this is a HasLab and that's, that's the approach that they go with. Um, you can't really do a HasLab of the cantina with, without some figures coming as part of it, can you? No. Nope. It would be kind of like doing a Rancor without the Rancor Keeper. Um, as far as the figures that could potentially be part of such a set, um, without stating the obvious, um, do you think this is this would be best served by, by new sculpts, or do you think this, is, this would be an opportunity to, as we were touching on earlier, maybe bringing back some of those older ones that maybe just need minor updates in order to become definitive? Well, the, so the, the, the reason I brought up the Rancor and the Rancor Keeper is, you know, the Black Series community um, kind of basically held the HasLab hostage to get the Rancor Keeper. Um, and I think the vintage collection community might seize upon that same concept here. Um, I don't think this would sell without Wooher at, at, a, at a minimum. I think it has to come. So in that case, a new sculpt, I think it has to come with Wooher. Whether that could be priced into a HasLab, uh, I don't know. Um, and then on the concept of holding something hostage, I can guarantee you people are going to hold back you try to leverage the HasLab saying, I'm not backing it until the Tonica sisters are a part of it. Thinking, you know, this will be our only chance to get it. You, know, you remember that Rancor the campaign? Yeah. That was the, 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 the hue and cry from the, the Black Series community fan base was, this is our only chance to get the Rancor Keeper, and this is our only chance to get Ula, so we better demand it. And I think we're going to see that same dynamic take place if the Cantina were a HasLab. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so do you, do you think that would be the best approach then to, to getting the Tonica sisters would perhaps be a stretch goals for this kind of a project? I'd be so, I don't want to say that because I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to sleep until the stretch goal. I want, I want the base offering because I will really be awake <laughs> the entire time. I'll be refreshing yeah, tell uh, me about every, it. every five minutes, five minutes for the stretch goal. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, no, I, um, I, I would want to see it built in, but again, I don't, being very honest, I don't know if the economics of that are feasible. Um, I think it pushes the price per figure so high that it might in turn push the price of the, um, the entire HasLab too high. But ideally, I think, I think that that would be a pretty massive carrot to get the whole thing backed and backed quickly as if they were, they were included from launch. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of directions that, you know, it's kind of a HasLab could go in, you know, if the canteen is, is made the focus and I'm really yeah. curious to see how that, you know, how that would work <laughs> and, you know, what the rationale would be behind, you know, the the way it's designed and the way you know stretch goals are approached um but yeah i know i'm with you i think this is the only way that we get a proper cantina diorama is 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 through haslab that's that's the only way you really you really get that done yeah and again going back to the example you use i think if it's done over time you know we, we need it to be all done at once so it all integrates if it's done over time we're going to see what we saw with the throne room and the the trophy wall from java's palace where it's two things separated by five years that don't interact with each other. Right. Right. They just don't fit very well at all. Um, So Chris, why is in your words, why, why is now the time for the cantina? Um, Not, not to be self-serving or self-congratulatory, but because two cantina aliens of the the poll that, you know, you, you, you were um, on the streams with us and, and helped us with this with, with Tim at Boss County and John Miko and Jason from Yak Face where we did this last figure standing. It's kind of outstanding that um, or amazing that two Cantina ca- characters made it to the finals of this. I never expected that. Um, so it just tells me we're, we're percolating at the right time to do something big for the Cantina. I think the interest is there. I think the, the like, you know, it's been so neglected for, in TBC2 that I think there's a pent-up demand. Uh, I, I know that um, OT doesn't necessarily bring in the entire fan base all the time, but I think if there was one piece of the OT that would do it, it would be the Cantina. Just because it's, I mean, if, if you don't if you don't like collecting the Cantina figures and displaying them, Star Wars isn't the hobby for you. Because, I mean, that's the quintessence of collecting Star Wars yeah. as these type of figures. So I think it would bring in everybody. Yeah. No, no, that's well said. Um, yeah, it's, I can't think of any, any better focus, like, you know, as we're approaching that half century mark, like for, for TBC to, to, to celebrate than, than the cantina, you know, then finally getting, getting that, um, done properly, done definitively with, you know, those last few figures that, you know, most would, would consider necessary to really have that completed scene. Uh, even though there's obviously a bunch more aliens that, you know, can be explored later. Um, I think now would be the time to, to really evaluate that and bring it to fruition. That way, you know, those of us that have been doing this for a long time, you know, we can kind of close close the book, so to speak, on that on that, on that that part of our, our collecting. But, yeah. you know, also those who are maybe coming into it or near to collecting can have something amazing to that really is representative of, of star Wars as a whole, um, by having that on their shelves. So I hope that, I hope it works. I hope it works out. Yeah. Hope we get something. Yes. I'll take, I will take anything over nothing, but my first choice is to, 
is the you know the whole thing done right at once that's my first choice yeah yeah i think that'd be the way to go too um well any any final thoughts on the cantina or anything else you wanted to mention regarding the cantina so you know when we're talking about the cantina figures um the updates that are needed we absolutely know that you know han luke and ben are absolutely critical to a cantina display we know those figures need to be updated but they need to be updated independent of the cantina. So they're really a separate subject. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about figures that are specific to the cantina that need updates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these these are critical, you know, finishing these main characters as well. You know, we know Leia's coming. We still need Ben. We still need Luke. We need Han. Um, so, yeah, no, no matter how complete this hypothetical cantina could be, you know, with, with these aliens that we really want to get, you know, they're not really complete unless... We have those other characters as well to tie into it and use use in our in our displays. Agreed. I mentioned that we, we pretty much know exactly what the set at Elstree Studios looked like, but uh, a lot of what is on the film was done at Hollywood Center Studios in L.A. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, and Victoria, I believe to the best of your knowledge, that includes the Cantina Band were filmed weren't filmed at Elstree. So there are some challenges, you know that Hazard had to figure out how to integrate, uh, you know, a bandstand goes somewhere in that footprint, but it wasn't physically there. So they'd have to figure out how to, how to you know, we finally have the band. We need a bandstand for them to, to, to occupy. Um, and, you know, I, I think the alcoves from that were, that were in the LA pickup shots are pretty much identical. I'm sure they, they mimic the ones at Elstree. So I'm not too worried about that, but just the fact that, this this was filmed. You know, uh, Victoria, um, you sent me that that video. It said there's basically three cantinas. There's the exterior, which is is basically like the exterior of the Millennium Falcon, has nothing to do with the interior whatsoever. Um, and you have the Elstree Studios uh, set, and then you have the pickup shots that were done in the Hollywood Center Studios. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be a, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for Hasbro, but one I think they can and need to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's true. Um, just my personal thinking about it, like, I think if you have the bar, you have, you know, the walls, maybe for the alcoves, you can have something where you have like switch out alcoves where you can, they, they connect maybe like in a, not too dissimilar, I guess, from the, uh, the Dark Trooper deluxe figure where it had, you know, those, those little yes, stalls. Yeah. Maybe something like that, but you know, one of them could be like the the bandstand, and you could just connect it and just kind of yeah. use your imagination to figure out where it goes. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be you know heavy tooling. It's just the platform, basically. Right, right. Well, cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm glad we were finally able to talk about the cantina, and yeah. um, you know, I've been really eager to do this this episode for the tvc podcast at some point so i'm glad that we were able to connect and get and and do that um but yeah i just want to you know emphasize once again reiterate that you know this is a time i think to start if if the attention isn't already on how to how does hasbro how do we do a cantina like what is how do we get these figures out i think maybe now's the time to start shifting the attention in that direction as we approach you know 2027 and that that big 15th anniversary of a new hope um so yeah, uh, I'm I'm all here for it. Uh, I'm excited to see what develops. I'll keep you know banging the drum for the cantina, and um, yeah, let's 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 keep hoping and 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 um, you know pushing that you know this finally happens. We finally get the definitive uh, Moss Eisley cantina set up. 
Here, here. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Hey, thanks again for coming on the show. And uh, for anyone that's listening, uh, can you just let them know where they can look you up on the internet? Uh, yeah, uh, best place would be to uh, bantheskull.com um, to, to look me uh, look, look us up. Uh, you know, but, um, all, our socials will be you know across the top of the of the page. Where you can access it there. And also, um, if you go there on mobile, um, in the menu there's a site features, and there's two features we have. Uh, one is called MIAF, missing in action figure. Uh, and from there, you can get a list of the cantina characters that have never been made into an action figure. Uh, and there's another feature from, again, this is on mobile, you go site features um, uh, from the menu, and then you can choose seen it. Um, and in there we have the cantina. If you click on that, it breaks down pretty much every shot from the cantina. And then scroll down, it will replicate those shots with the figures that we have mm. and give you a list of all the figures that exist in the cantina uh, that we have to date. The, the, the best version of the figures that, uh, that exist in the cantina that we, that we have to date. Uh, if you're interested after listening to this, just to you know, visualize a lot of the, all the characters and figures that we're talking about, uh, that would probably be helpful to, to someone. And then if you go on desktop, it's actually just on the left side. On the left, there's uh, navigation. There's, there's links to those two site features directly. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw links to these uh, also in the show notes as well as uh, to, oh, awesome. to the website and to your socials. But yeah, thanks, Chris, for coming on. It's been fun. and um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Until next time. On ours always. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest TVC news and developments, be sure to keep up with our friends in the community, such as BanthaSkull.com, the SW, the Vintage Collection Facebook group, SWTVC on Instagram, and Bosk's Bounty on YouTube. You can also follow me on the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel, as well as Victoria's Cantina on Instagram, TikTok, X, Threads, and Facebook. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread word about the show. You can also rate us through other podcast providers. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all. And may the force be with you.